as we continue in our practice together. Again and again connecting and reconnecting with the immediacy of our experience. Coming back into the body, coming back into the experience of breathing, of sitting right here, just as we are. There's a a natural, organic, it may sometimes seem not entirely rapid, but nonetheless unstoppable movement towards a deepening of steadiness, of focus, of clarity. Of course, in any one moment or for any one individual, it may not feel that that's what's going on. We may not perceive it that way. But in fact, to practice as we are, to do what we're doing, this is what happens in its own way, in its own time for each of us. And as we become more able to connect, to simply turn our attention again to the breath, again to the body, again to the sense of immediacy being right here. As we do this, we're then more naturally able to include more and more of the fullness of our experience without so quickly or easily becoming lost in it. And so in the development and the deepening of this practice, we give primary orientation towards that settling, steadying, gathering, focusing process of just coming again and again to the body, to the breathing. And as we, as we move in the journey, we may notice that it's quite possible to include other experiences without being lost in them or experiencing them as somehow taking us away from the sense of immediacy, of presence. And you might just notice right now what it's like to be sitting here and just bringing your attention fully into your body, feeling the sense of sitting here, sense of breathing. And notice how the capacity for hearing is not impeded by that. That we can have our attention in the body and still hear the sounds of a plane in the sky, birds in the trees, one of our companions sneezing or moving, or these very words being spoken. And nothing in that is somehow an obstacle to being present or a distraction from this quality of gatheredness. It's useful to understand the process of the heart and mind coming into a harmony and a unity as something that is born of our willingness to include what is here and yet also to direct our attention to what enables a stabilizing and a steadying. And in this way, the body and the breathing continue to be very useful for us to support that 
But we can also include the realm of hearing, of sounds, noticing how they come and go, as all experiences do. So we're not trying to hold on to any particular experience, sustaining our attention within the movement of a single breath, or the fullness of an experience in your body. This can be useful and helpful. At times, sustaining for longer periods, but equally being open to what comes. Likewise, the realm of feelings and emotions that rise and pass, that move in our hearts, our minds and our bodies, can be useful just to acknowledge and to include them, to not see them as problematic or something to be rejected or pursued. You can notice when there are feelings, maybe tenderness, maybe happiness, maybe sorrow, maybe anger, maybe grief, maybe confusion, maybe boredom. Some of these different qualities associated with the, the forces that we we spoke of, that Gavin spoke of last night as the hindrances, to, to notice if there may be craving and to seeing how we experience that, the contraction, the tightening that happens. Not judging or rejecting it, but seeing that our body provides a framework in which we can encounter such experience without having to act on it, but equally not having to push away the experience itself. So if we notice ourselves dreaming of what's coming at lunchtime, we can just take a moment to feel, well, what's that like in my body? We may notice that if we're anticipating something enjoyable, we might be excited and we say, oh, it's emotion, excitement. If we're anticipating something rather too sort of wholesome for our particular preferences, then we might be a little anxious or sort of even, you know, unenthusiastic and anticipating disappointment. And we can notice that too. Or it might be just openness and curiosity. I wonder what they'll be doing today. Ah, that too. So there might be a certain fascination that we could call some degree of craving, but it might also be there's an emotional element in relationship to whatever we're anticipating about that. And we can notice aversion, that tendency to push away, and again, the contraction that comes in this. To see, ah, yes, this is arising, it happens for us as human beings. And it may come with the emotions of some anger or irritation or ill will, where there's a kind of a story starting to run about that person who kind of took my walking place when I was going to go there and it was going to be a really good walking meditation and then someone else was there. And they shouldn't have been, they should have known. Or, you know, any number of things that can happen. Maybe it's more likely for many of us we kind of get more irritated with ourselves. It's like, oh, you know, feeling a bit drowsy and we kind of give ourselves a hard time. Can we just notice, oh, there's some irritation, this is some aversion, this is some ill will. It's not personal. All human beings experience it. So we just notice it. 
And again, just come into the body. Notice, oh, there's contraction here, there's tightness. Maybe there's something unpleasant. Likewise, restlessness. Just to notice it in the body. Oh, what's it like? Agitation, what's that like? Oh, it's mostly uncomfortable. See, can I just be with this? I don't have to do something about it. I don't have to figure it out. I can just be. Oh, oh it feels like this. And uh, Catherine, my wife, who teaches with me here and other places, she sometimes says, you know, maybe you could see if you could be the first yogi to die of restlessness. Let's see how bad it gets. But it's never been reported that anyone's come to any harm from experiencing it. So it's not easy, but we can actually see, oh, if we open, if we notice that tendency to contract, then a certain opening allows us to include the experience. And likewise, drowsiness, heaviness, sleepiness, the way it pulls us down. In practice, we can just have the sense of making a response. And with this, it's often to kind of engage a little more, to open the eyes maybe, to breathe more deeply, to straighten the posture, to raise the arms, to stand up. All of those kind of upward motions. If we, if we think it's just some kind of way that the mind is trying to escape, then it's really good to engage actively, positively. If we have our best sense that really there is a genuine weariness, a genuine tiredness or a health condition that means actually I do need to rest, then maybe we can let the body rest forward on the ground or relax and soften and curl up a little. That's also an option when we start to get a sense of what's useful, what's needed. But again, feeling in the body what it's like. Interesting thing I find with drowsiness and sleepiness is that when trying to stay awake, it feels really horrible. It's really unpleasant to feel that heavy, dense, sort of dull, thick, sort of downwards pulling sensation. But that's just, it's contextual because, of course, at the end of the day when we pull the duvet up to our nose and we would like to go to sleep it's the sweetest thing possible to feel that thick dull heavy drowsy feeling and it feels really unpleasant if what we're experiencing is bright and clear and energized and awake when we want to go to sleep so to notice how our resistance our reaction our struggle with things is so often to do with what we want to happen rather than the experience itself and if it seems that in meditation there is no way that I can avoid myself going to sleep. Well, in that case, perhaps allow it to happen. See what happens when you start again. If you're in bed and you can't go to sleep, and it's hard, it's not easy, I'm saying, not suggesting this is a casual encounter. But sometimes it's like, okay, I'm awake. Well, let's see what we can do with that. You know, Maybe I'll do my meditation at night in bed and I'll sleep during the day on my cushion. Sometimes it's like that in practice. Our system doesn't always line up with the, the plan. But what's important in all that is that we can include our experience. And the body provides a reference and a frame in which we can hold it. Likewise with doubt, just noticing it. Huh. Yeah, what's that like? Often if we bring the attention into the body, 
and just see if we can connect, find something clear and simple to connect with. Often a helpful resolution for doubt is just to say, I don't know, I'm not sure, rather than the sense of, I know this isn't working, or I know it can't, I'm not able to do it. It's more like, oh, I'm not sure, maybe, maybe not. Leave it open. And actually, what can also be helpful when we're caught in that pattern is just to take a moment to reflect on on your good intentions. What it is you're here for, even if you're not sure whether this is contributing to that. Remembering what's wholesome, what's useful in your in your life also. As we did with the, the loving-kindness practice, we can sometimes just remember things we appreciate about our body, for instance, or hear about our practice. And kind of resting on a sense of, even if we're not sure how we're doing right now, but in whichever direction we set our compass, in that direction our life will proceed. This is the nature of things. Not necessarily as quickly or as smoothly or as obviously as we would wish. But that to which we direct ourselves and that direction our life moves. And this is the remarkable transformative capacity we have. We're not in control of what's happening, but we can orient towards it in line with what brings well-being, deepening clarity and openness. And if the emotional life is strong or sticky or difficult, just checking that there's a a relation, trying to see if we can invite a relationship of kindness and caring into the meeting with this. Even things we find scary and painful. Just as we might meet a small child who is afraid or in pain. Not trying to tell ourselves or this person as being, you shouldn't be afraid or that doesn't really hurt. More like, oh, oh, this is difficult, isn't it? Oh, I hear this is scary, or this is painful. And just to see, can I bring some kindness to this place? Can I feel in the body what's going on? Can I offer it some space and be willing to hear from it what it might need? doesn't mean we can always do something for it. But not setting ourselves in opposition to, in conflict with, or likewise feeling to be somehow a victim of the experience. But asking, can I meet this? Can I open to this? And seeing, of course, where we can't meet it, where we don't feel able to open to it. Okay, that's what's happening. Can I open to that? Can I make space for the fact that right now I can't open to this? I don't want it to be here. So we make room around the patterns of reactivity that we might encounter, equally as we learn to make room around the experiences that arise that are not easy for us. And we can use the body for this and also the space around the body. We can give space to the experience, consciously opening our attention up to encompass it. And, in a way, give it as much space as it needs. So this quality of spaciousness is not necessarily an experience that we have, 
but an attitude or a willingness and an orientation that we bring to the experience. And bringing in that, that sense, it has the, the, those qualities of heart, again, that Gavin spoke about last night and shared with us. The sense of the caring heart. Just caring, expressing the fact that we care, letting ourselves know that we care. And also finding ways to respond to what is difficult. In this case, bringing attention, giving space to, listening to. A sense of, so it's like quality of kindness, of metta, compassion, karuna, of of joy, of appreciative joy, being able to acknowledge also what might be lovely in our experience or around us. And even if we're touched by something tender in our heart, we might still notice we appreciate seeing the, the light of the sun dancing on the leaves and the trees. And just noticing that, letting that be included too. Not trying get that to replace something else but just to be included and a sense of spaciousness and allowing things to be as they are quality of equanimity that's really based in being rooted in this present moment just as the keel of a boat penetrates deep into the ocean or the roots of a tree grow deep into the earth. And then the boat can navigate and not be blown so much by the wind and the waves. And likewise the tree can sway in the wind, but finds its uprightness and sustains it. So too we have this root, a sense of grounding into the present moment where we are. The capacity to see clearly these experiences that come and go, that arise and pass, just as each breath that comes in also goes out, so too the moments of tenderness or sweetness, the moments of sorrow and joy, they too arise and move on. We don't need to fix them or control them, we don't need to resist them or even necessarily analyse or understand them. But to know them, to meet them, to feel them as they come, to release them as and when they move and change. And so the space of heart and mind that is right here, We can come to know and experience this as an open field, an open door, through which our life moves and passes, in which it is received and held and responded to. Continuing today to really put down the world of thinking when we notice we're drawn into more storylines or Sometimes it can be compelling images that are just one of the aspects we can think more with language 
some of us and others more with image. And they both have their place, of course, in our life. But here, just coming into the felt experience that goes with that, if the thinking is sticky or repetitive, if the images are compelling or intoxicating, entrancing, just to notice this is thinking, whether words or pictures. Coming into the body, finding the breathing, finding the sense of uprightness and openness again, to be here in the midst of this. Not feeling we need to rush back to a particular point in the breathing or the body. Starting to know the sense of presence as the wakefulness that receives, the openness that allows, and the clarity that simply knows this moment as it is. In each moment and every experience. And so, continuing to practice in this way. Sitting upright and at ease. Awake. Sensitive. And curious. see what we might discover today. In this moment, in this breath, in this experience, whatever it might be.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.